there. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm great. There's lots going on here at ValueClick Media and with Vic and in the industry, and we're really excited about AdTech Impacts coming to L.A. It's been a long time since AdTech has uh, darkened our doorway here in Southern California, so it's, I think you've got a lot of pent-up demand here for what you guys are doing, and I love the, the intense focus on rolling your sleeves up and all the things that you're going to teach people when, when you bring the, the show to uh, Los Angeles. Thank you. What are what are some of the things that you think are on the forefront of the marketers' minds in uh, in LA, particularly those members of uh, Vic? Well, I think when you think of Southern California and the internet marketing field, the things that come to mind for me are there's a lot of automotive work here. There are a lot of agencies who service that market as well as the entertainment industry, and so in in that kind of goes along with uh, how Vic has evolved. It's hard to believe it's been 10 years since we started the Venice Interactive Community is what it was called way back then. Now we refer to it as just Vic. And we have a site where people can get more information at vicnetwork.com. And, uh, but that organization and the people uh, that have helped build it were really sort of the convergence media professionals throughout the Los Angeles region, which is why we don't sort of refer to it as Venice anymore. It's really all of Southern California um, and we also have plans to take it to other cities as well. So, um, But those professionals are largely at the crossroads of media, entertainment, and technology. And as the Internet has resurged here in, in recent years, all the stuff that we were talking about eight, ten years ago is all, all of a sudden real again. And so the promise of online advertising for for all industries, not just auto and entertainment, it really is, is so real. And so the, the fact that you're focusing in on, on metrics and integration and how to get the most out of an ad campaign um, seems very timely and, and certainly what people are wanting to know. Tony, it, it seems like L.A. oftentimes is leading the industry in terms of trends, obviously with entertainment and automotive. They've been early on jumping onto online. What are some of the things that you see in advertising that you think are noteworthy? Well, I don't. I think you're right about LA being a trendsetter in certain in certain corners. As far as online advertising goes, I'm not sure that you could corner that to a particular region of the country or the world. Um, but if you look at, for example, the major advertisers that are underwriting ad tech and and exhibiting at those shows and sponsoring the Impact series, um, it's companies like Ad Networks and the major search properties uh, like Google and Yahoo. So I think search is still very much alive and well and, and obviously an integral part of, of the marketing mix. But and, and I'm a little bit biased since I work for ValueClick Media, which is one of the largest ad networks. But truly, ad networks are coming of age, and, and I see that being something that a lot of marketers haven't really tapped into or, or understand to the full extent of their capability, both to serve the advertiser objectives, of whether it's a brand marketing objective or a direct response objective, and then on the other side of, of what networks do to help publishers earn more revenue from, from their inventory. And so we have lots of different ways um, here at ValueClick, and other networks also have lots of different ways that they can help a publisher monetize their inventory. So I'm kind of bullish on ad networks, and I do think that this is the year that that the conversation about networks is really going to come of age, and and I think you'll see a lot of uh, a lot more behavioral 
targeting not only on ad networks but in general, the evolution of targeting and optimization and the, the promise of online advertising to show the right ad to the right person at the right time and actually sort of make advertising relevant to the end user, I think that we're almost there. I'm not sure that that's this year, but I know that there are a lot of technologies and a lot of companies focused on really making the experience more relevant for users and maximizing yield for the publisher's inventory and helping advertisers accomplish what they need to do online. It does sound an awful lot like 1999, but these things are actually happening. Yeah, it seems like a. It, I don't feel like it's a bubble. It's, I think it's a healthy, robust market, and I think there's a lot of uh, tempered enthusiasm because people don't want to live through that bubble again. <laughs> I, uh, I agree. One of the... the Founders of Vic uh, and I, Brad and I, he uh, he and I were sitting in a coffee shop down near Shutters uh, in Venice, actually, and I was uh, just talking to him about SEMA. I was the president of the Chicago Interactive Marketing Association years ago, and we were sitting mapping out behavioral targeting and how exciting the possibility actually would be. But the presentations were more about possibility as opposed to reality, and. Um, and so it excites me greatly to be talking to you as well as to be, be coming to, to L.A. on our tour because I think that, that that's one of the things as I've spoken to the sponsors and the speakers that are coming to AdTech is really how to make all those dreams a reality and, and what the, the foundation of that is. Uh, Tony, there's a couple things that I would like to make sure that our listeners hear from you today. I'd like you to talk about when you're in uh, meetings with your salespeople, and you're getting information about how to do your marketing as the, as the head of marketing for ValueClick, uh, Value what, what are the, the salespeople hearing from other marketers that needs more precision in your marketing materials and needs better explanation? Where do they need more understanding of your products and services? That is a great marketing question. I appreciate that. And... Um, it's interesting timing because we're in the middle of integration with FastClick. So ValueClick Media slash FastClick is how we're billing ourselves here in the first quarter of 2006. And at the end of March, we'll come out with our new positioning and an entirely new push to the market through advertising and collateral and sales presentations. So the, the timing of that question hits home for me because we're knee-deep in all of that repositioning and, and going through asking what the sales force needs and kind of recasting what we do to the market. And as I kind of listen to what salespeople need, I, it has occurred to me that the way you sell is not necessarily the way that you market. And the way you present your products and services in a print piece of collateral isn't necessarily how you show it on the web. And so I think uh, as a marketer, I feel like You've got to have the ability to really understand and, and know your product as well as your audience and be able to speak about the product in different contexts. And to that end, and more specifically for our business, um, we're, we, our customers have a lot of questions about the whole lead generation category specifically. Um, I don't know how you guys are focusing on that at AdTech Impact, but the, uh, in our business, we've seen a huge uptick in co-registration and affiliate CPA type of network activity where um, it's all about driving a lead. So it's really cost per lead type of marketing where someone will 
uh, as they're filling out a registration form on a site, whether they're buying something or uh, joining a newsletter or something, they'll be able to check a box and say, yes, I'd like more information from this marketer. And that whole lead generation business for us drives about 8 million registrations a month, which makes ValueClick Media the, the largest lead generation network. But our customers still have lots of questions about how that works and what's the quality of that inventory and the integrity of the data and how do you validate it and how do you follow up on the leads that you actually get. So that whole category, I think, uh, along with I mentioned the popularity of ad networks, but that's another emerging trend in the business that I think uh, we in the industry need to pay particular attention to, and especially as it relates to uh, the nomenclature, because I don't think we have a lot of standards about what those things are called. Different people have different names for registration path or co-reg activity. Um, I would say some people will tell you the the, the Uber category is lead generation, and somebody else might tell you, well, lead generation is just a subset of direct marketing. So I think there's a lot of work to be done in how we describe things, and that's kind of what a long answer to your question. I hope, hope imparted a few few different thoughts to you. I, I wonder, Tony, if you could explain a little bit more for some of the listeners who may not be familiar with the term that you've been using as far as behavioral targeting. I think those of us in the industry are, are aware of it, but maybe not everyone is. Well, I think behavioral targeting means different things to different people depending on your level of of understanding of behavioral. Um, When you look at Revenue Science or Dakota or some of the the leading behavioral targeting vendors, uh, what they are doing is enabling big publishers to monitor the behavior, the actual patterns of people that go through their sites and then serve ads later on in the in the cycle that are contextually relevant to things that they've done in the past. So whether it's um, actually purchasing something or maybe filling out a shopping cart and then leaving it or spending some time on a particular uh, category of the site. So if you spend a lot of time in the, uh, the automotive section of a newspaper's website, when that newspaper sees you later on the home page, they can serve an automotive ad to you, for example. That's kind of generally speaking what behavioral means. I think that those early behavioral targeting vendors have some limitations with with the level of scale that they can provide, and they're trying out models that are related to ad networks. Um, I think the the larger ad networks and major portals are probably in a better position to lever, leverage behavioral targeting. But, um, I mean, another subset of behavioral that that we found successful in the ad network model is uh, what we'll do is set a pixel on a marketer's site. So someone like, say, Best Buy, just as an example, would we would pixel their site so that every user that we set a cookie on every user that goes to, to that particular merchant site, and when we, when we see those users out on the ad network again, we can serve an ad for that merchant. So in this case, Best Buy, somebody's maybe surfed around on that site, even shopped in a particular category of the site. And when we see them out on the large ad network, uh, we can serve an ad targeting them and saying, come back, perhaps a, a free shipping offer or some kind of incentive for them to come back again. So that's a, another aspect of behavioral targeting that we find working very well on the ad network 
And again, that only works because of the massive scale of the network model. Our, our particular network touches 112 million unique users every month. So that's like over 60% of the U.S. Internet audience. So there's massive reach, and that kind of behavioral targeting really can't be accomplished unless you have that kind of scale with which to work. That's terrific. That might be, obviously, advertisers sometimes are trying to decide if they just buy individually or buy a network, and that would certainly be one of the advantages of a network. How, how would you describe what are some of the other advantages that an advertiser might consider in, in going with a network? Well, I think, first of all, there, there are generally three buying strategies that a marketer has. You're, you have your portal buy, your single sites, and your networks. And so um, some combination of those three are probably the best bet for, for a marketer. Um, we find that people will, will set their portal strategy first. You know, what's my Yahoo deal? And then look at everything else as ancillary. And I think what marketers need to consider is all the things that a network can do for, for them as sort of a complement. We're not saying don't buy portals. We're just saying as a complement, there are a few reasons why it makes a lot of sense for marketers. And one of them is the complementary reach that we're um, absolutely as large as a Yahoo or a, an AOL or MSN. Um, and a lot of people don't conceptualize that because value-click media and fast click aren't necessarily household names or brands that uh, people would think of. So, but that reach is there. Um, the other thing is true frequency capping at the network level. And what I mean by that is that a marketer who buys on several single sites uh, or on portals uh, can can try to frequency cap on each of their buys, but it's really not technically possible to do so. So, for example, if you buy on four or five major uh, single sites and you set a frequency cap uh, for viewers to only see your ad three times, it, theoretically you could have that user visit all those sites and you would be wasting impressions. So someone could see three impressions of your ad on five sites and instead of capping the impressions at three, you suddenly spent 15 impressions on somebody that you probably only needed to, to show the ad to three times. Now, Tony, are those the kind of things that your salespeople are trained to educate the marketers on when they're doing business with you? Absolutely. And I think that the, the network model and just online advertising in general has so many nuances and complexities that how you take a conversation in a selling situation is somewhat dependent on who's sitting across the table from you and their level of sophistication. Mm-hmm. And for the more savvy customers, you can drill down in and they're probably asking you those questions and for clients that are new to the game or just not as as savvy um, you know you kind of stress the the end result for them and your credibility and your ability to be a consultant to them really I think that's one of the roles of, of our sales team at least is to be very consultative and to help them to understand the best way to get the most out of their advertising dollar online this is, I'm glad that we're talking about this, and I appreciate the specificity because this is one of the areas where, for me as the director of marketing for ad tech, that I spend my time researching and talking to our attendees and other marketers, and this is the key place where a lot of marketers report being caught. They have information that they're receiving from reading online. They have information from salespeople, but they need 
to be able to have the education that puts them in front of the salesperson in a way that actually has them be able to do the negotiation with the salesperson at a level where they have a level of control in, or, or education backing them up. And, um, and so I wonder if you took a, a sample, let's say, of the, of the salespeople's uh, calls over the last two weeks, whether in person or um, on the phone, what percentage of the marketers that they're speaking to would you say have the information or a, a, a baseline education about behavioral targeting right now? Boy, that's tough because I'm not sitting out in the sales channel with the team. So obviously I can't answer it specifically in terms of, of a percentage. As a but marketer, I bet those yeah. are the things that you're looking at as you are re, re-putting your statements together and marketing messages out. Yeah, I think that we service such a wide swath of the industry that it's very hard to, to, to know exactly what level you should be putting out, what level of detail you need to be educating the client. I think you need to have available to them the depth of, uh, of information to every particular granularity of it, um, but you're never going to show that kind of in a brochure necessarily or even in your first sales meeting. Um, but I think... That there is, there honestly, there is so much information available. I mean, it is a, it's a complex, uh, it's a complex system of online advertising, as you know. But at the same time, you can learn it all, and it doesn't have to be um, confusing. And so, I think the information is out there. But I, I, I also believe that we're also all going very fast in our daily lives and our businesses. And I think people have trouble, uh, as sort of you were alluding to in getting all the education that they need. So, I mean, that kind of speaks to what ad tech impact is about and the fact that you guys are going to be helping to educate people. And I think there's lots of information online through the, the various publications that, that cover our industry, but even those, I feel, don't go as deep as they could. And I think that's because they're overwhelmed with all of the, that's going on in the industry, and they're, uh, many of them are thinly staffed. And so that's why you see a lot of bylined articles popping up in places like iMedia Connection and the various um, media post newsletters and so forth. Well, the, the, um, the thing that I'd like our listeners to, to recognize is, yes, we're creating impact as being a place for that information to be learned, uh, as well as uh, AdTech San Francisco coming up uh, in April. And uh, our radio show is archived on our website as well, and you can also find that at webmasterradio.fm. So those are some choices. iMedia is also a great place, and MG World Media that owns AdTech has just acquired iMedia, so they're, they're partners and friends of ours. Um, but most importantly, I would like to give our listeners a discount for the upcoming Impact Series. So I'm just going to give that, that right now, and... Um, and, and we have about three minutes left for Tony to speak. So, Tony, you've got just yeah. a few minutes for another. Yeah. Yeah. Really All right. Well, let's, hear that. let's hear that great discount offer. Yeah, that great discount offer. <laughs> those of you interested, it's, uh, if you put in radio show, if you go to, to uh, ad-tech.com slash impact and go into the register button uh, and then put in radio show as the uh, source code, all lowercase, there's a $195 Discount, and so that brings uh, the pricing from three ninety five uh, to two hundred dollars for the Impact Day uh, coming into LA, and um, and again we're coming into 
see you on March 7th. And, Tony, I'd like you to spend the last wrap-up telling us about how you become a member of VIC for those people listening in your area. Thank you very much. Well, VIC is an organization that started over 10 years ago. It's hard to believe it's been that long. And about a year ago, we had a reunion event at the Victorian in Santa Monica where we held many of our events. And people were clamoring to bring Vic back. And so over the course of the last year, we've had a few events at the Victorian, and we've put up a new website at vicnetwork.com. It's www.vicnetwork.com. And people can join our free email list there and stay in tune with different events that we're hosting in the community as well as other uh, networking events that they may be interested in and conferences where they can also receive discounts that we negotiate on their behalf. Um, so that's the place to go become a member. Uh, there is a membership offering on the site in addition to our free email list. And in the coming weeks, we'll be putting out our agenda for 2006 and talking about all the things that we have planned, and the first of which is supporting AdTech Impact. And we're really just pleased to be a part of it, and we appreciate you guys including us. And I'm really happy to promote it and extremely excited that AdTech's coming back to Los Angeles, even if it is just for the day. Mm, well, we want people to think locally and meet locally. That's where we, we know we want to be in all these 10 cities and really get get in there where people are actually doing the hands-on interactive marketing. So thank you so much for supporting us, and um, we really appreciate you uh, having your partnership. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on March 7th. Thanks a lot for having me on the show today. And thanks, Tony, for your great insights on some media tips. Okay. Talk to we're you gonna, soon. We're going to take a short break right now, but when we come back, we'll be joined by Mary Krogan. So don't go away. We'll be right back. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the Internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your Internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the Internet market. 60-day free advertising trial on the best of the web directory. That's BOTW.org, the Internet's oldest directory since 1994. We know what you want, and we've got what you need. And hey, if you can get some free online advertising in this world with no strings attached, feel us up. I, I, I mean, feel free to take advantage of this extraordinary offer and start your no-risk. 60-day free online advertising trial today. Best of the web. BOTW.org. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. It's all about links, baby. 
Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, TextLinkAds.com. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types hooker, escort, hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Just a little bit about the hook. The hook. The hook. What I hope to do with the hook is to give you the chance to hear what my friends and colleagues are thinking about doing. And doing. And doing. People in the marketing, PR, advertising industries right on the forefront and including people that cover these industries. So what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is help you make your job easier. What I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is join me each week two 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 o'clock on two 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 Tuesday. Intersection of advertising and PR. Welcome back to EdTech Connect on webmasterradio.fm. Now on the air with us is Mary Krogan, who is one of uh, media director at one of the world's largest interactive agencies and also the BIMA president. Welcome, Mary. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. Mary, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Maybe you could start, Mary, by telling us a little bit about BIMA. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, BIMA uh, was started in uh, 1998. Uh, we're a nonprofit organization, and we were conceived with the goal of, of really creating a forum for professionals in the interactive advertising space in, um, in and around Boston to come together um, and to participate in educational events, networking events, um, and really to just um, promote and foster the growth of the industry in this area. Terrific. That's exciting. How many, how many members are in your organization? Actually, it's um, we've seen a, quite a bit of growth um, really in the last year or so. Um, we have about 1,300 members um, and representing various agencies, brands, um, publishers, and technology vendors. And it's a pretty good cross-section um, across all of those constituencies. So we're coming. To, uh, to see you with AdTech's Impact Series on March 21st, and very, very excited to come to Boston. Can you tell us more about the Boston Interactive Marketplace? How, what are some of the events that you're putting together to, uh, to make community in your city and the surrounding areas? I, I know you do the eyeballs 
quarterly panel discussions and, and some charity events, but can you be really specific about how you're creating connection uh, within these marketers? Sure. No, absolutely. Um, on the educational side, the eyeballs um, uh, is, is really our foundation. And uh, as you just referenced, we do quarterly panels um, on a variety of, of different topics. We actually just did an event um, back on January 19th that was sort of our state of the industry um, uh, that kicks off the new year for us. And uh, it really brought together people from various uh, aspects of the online interactive space, um, really talking about not only what we've accomplished in 2005, but really where this industry is going, um, what trends, what um, technology advancements we really need to keep an eye on in 2006 as, as we work with our clients. And that was a really exciting event for us. Um, we had over 150 people there, um, which really I just speak, I think speaks to, to the fact that um, this is really a growing um, uh, profession and, and industry here in the Boston area, and there are a lot of people out there that are, are really interested in, in learning and, and staying abreast of what's going on. Um, one of the other things that we've started to do in the last year um, is to kind of go beyond eyeballs and our, our standard panel and um, bring people together um, through a variety of different events. Um, we've conducted... Um, a handful of, of intimate roundtables. Um, they're breakfast sessions that are designed as invita invitation-only events um, where we bring people together to talk about some of the you know, really timely and really relevant topics. Um, the last one we did um, was back, I believe it was in November, and it was on the topic of cookie deletion, which is something that's had a lot of press and a lot of coverage um, in recent months. Um, in addition to the roundtables, we've been doing something called shootouts, we actually have one coming up um, later this month, and the shootout's designed really to, to get people, um, some say to go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, but really more to differentiate themselves. Um, the, the shootout that's coming up really brings together people from um, the different agencies to just talk about you know, what their philosophy or point of view is on different topics. Um, branding, direct response, engagement, technology, um, and hopefully the audience will get a, a lot of good insight into to how the agencies are thinking and, um, um, and approaching these topics. So on the educational side, we're doing a lot and, and trying to, to test some different formats and, and really cater to, to what we're getting um, from our constituency in, in terms of the things they'd like to see. That sounds very exciting. Mm -hmm. Mary, what were one of those key trends that sort of stood out for you in this in the last meeting that you had? Well, you know, it's interesting. Everybody um, has talked so much about convergence. And, you know, it, it's it's a topic that um, as as digital media continues to evolve is, is, is discussed a lot, but you really don't see a lot of um, integration across the board with media. And I think, you know, we've accomplished so much in the last year. I think that is, is one topic um, that we'll continue to hear about and we'll actually start to see it manifest itself in, I think, some, some real-life real um, um, media programs. That sounds exciting. Yeah. Anyway. Now, if I can jump in here. I, just, sure. I would like to bring it back down to the, you were talking about the, uh, the tables. The yes. connection tables. So, illuminate us. Tell us through what you've actually seen. What could be added 
to the discussions and conversations that happen between the members of BEMA that would enhance their efficiency and deepen their ability to communicate with each other in a way that would move our industry forward? Well, I think the roundtables are designed for that very purpose. Um, you know, there's a great deal that, you know, there are a lot of, of topics and things that, you know, we can bring to the forefront. I think the roundtable, unlike a panel where you have a group of people sitting and, and, and you know, a moderator guiding the dialogue, the roundtable really allows people to engage with one another and start talking and, and, and bring different points of view to a conversation. And, you know, the topic of cookie deletion, that was something that, you know, we decided to tackle. And, um, you know, the insights that came from that were, were really interesting. You know, one of the things that I've found and discovered is that, you know, the media has covered that topic um, quite a bit, but a lot of people on the agency side um, are, aren't really paying a lot of attention to it because they're not seeing the impact of it necessarily in their campaign results. So that's something that kind of came out of that roundtable and that discussion um, um, that I think was really valuable. So I think those more intimate um, dialogues um, are incredibly valuable and, and help create conversation and kind of move us forward. One of the things that I love about uh, your site is in the events area, you talk about the, dis the distinction. There, there's a, a quote in the header that talks about what's real. And, um, and so it sounds like you're putting together spaces where people can have conversations about what the reality is uh, for marketers, what's actually happening as opposed to all the vision possibility. Exactly. I think you have to have a healthy balance of both. Yeah, I, I agree. So if, if you, if, and when we're coming to, uh, to Boston on March 21st, what do you think we'll see uh, within your city at the Impact Series? What kind of people will be there, and um, what makes up your community? Sure. Well, it's a very, um, very active, very vibrant community. I think you're going to see um, a lot of folks there. Um, uh, we have a, a number of great agencies here in, in the city. I think you'll see some, some good representation. Um, there are, I can speak for, for my agency in particular, there are a lot of people here that are very eager to learn. And, um, you know, an event like this would definitely be something they, they'd want to take in and, and attend. We also have in our membership quite a few um, folks representing um, various local brands like Staples and Fidelity. Um, so I'm sure you'll see um, people from their various um, marketing and, and interactive groups. And, um, you know, on the publisher side, on the site side, there's a lot of participation in BEMA um, um, from them. So I'm sure you'll see a, a healthy turnout from, from that group as well. I liked it when you, list, when you listed who's in the marketplace. For our listeners in other part of the United States, it's helpful for them to hear what brands, agencies, and marketers are represented. Uh, represented. Can you give us a list maybe of 15 of those brands in your city and then tell us a little bit about Carrot? Sure. On the brand side, we've got... Um We've got Reebok, we've got Staples, we've got Fidelity. The nice thing about BEMA, too, it's, it's made up of, of folks from all over New England. So we have, you know, Vermont Teddy Bear um, from up in, in, the, in the Burlington, Vermont area as a member. Um, uh, various financial institutions are represented. Um, packet, um, excuse me, uh, on the retail side, like I said, Staples is, is a really... Um, 
active member. Um, so you have a pretty good cross-section across a number of, of different um, of categories, if you will, from, from a brand standpoint. Thank you. And can you share with us some of the agencies? Sure. There's there's Cara Fusion, which um, which I'm employed by. There's also um, uh, Media Contact, One to One, Mullen Advertising, uh, Hill Holiday, Digitas. We have a, a really strong um, uh, representation from all of those agencies here in the Boston market, as well as some some smaller agencies that may not be national in scale, like Fulgent Media, um, Charles River Interactive, um, and a number of others. So it sounds like a, a lot of great people in the Boston Interactive Marketing Association who already know how to connect to each other and tell the truth about what's really happening in the industry. Absolutely. And it also sounds terrific, too, because there are a range of industries, so they may all be grappling with different things at different times so they can learn from each other. Absolutely. What are some of the things that you're grappling with in, uh, as a um, really as an interactive player? And if you can be in alignment with your with your website is really, really, like, give us the, the real truth. Like, what's in your mind? What's, 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 what's there on a daily basis? Well, you know, one of the things that we are really focused on this spring is um, finding, finding the right resources. Hiring here in the market um, has become a, a bit of a challenge um, for many of, of the agencies and, and companies that are here. Um, you know, the, the economy has come back um, quite, uh, quite well, um, and a lot of the agencies and companies are, are in, a, in a growth mode. It's really a matter now of finding um, the talent. Um, so one of the things that BEMA is um, engaged in and, and will be um, conducting later this spring um, is a career fair um, that really is designed to educate um, Many of the graduating seniors here in the Boston area, we look out our back door here and we have some of the top colleges and universities in the country right here, um, and we'd very much like to, to talk to some of those seniors that might be interested in a career in the interactive space um, and give them the opportunity to, to better understand what those career paths um, uh, look like, um, uh, give them the opportunity to, to meet with potential employers and really have some one-on-one um, -on -one informational um, uh, interviews over lunch um, with some of the folks like myself that, that work in the space and, and we can give them the real, the real scoop on, on what it's like to, to work in, in this environment and, um, and all the rewards that it has to offer. So, you know, we've heard from our constituency, hiring's a challenge, um, and, uh, and we've designed this event. It'll be our first, um, and we're hoping okay. that it's going to be a big success. So people, it all boils back to the people, I guess. It all Both boils to back people. to people and talent and, and, and knowledge. Absolutely. One of the things that we're featuring uh, when we come to actually in all of our impact series at the end of the day is something called Connect Live, and it's from 415 to 515, which is a new interactive game that AdTech is launching in the 10 cities as well as in San Francisco. And we'll be featuring a game called The Hot Seat. And we'll put industry executives in a circle in the middle of the room, uh, kind of on the side, so people who want to connect with each other and have cocktails at the end of the day can do that as well. And you'll be able to ask questions of a member who's sitting in the hot seat. And they can be about anything anything they want, and they have the opportunity to tell the truth uh, um, 
lie or pass on the question, just like in, in marketing, really. And so it's important to us as an organization to give people access to each other so that the truth about what's happening in our industry can come out and the, uh, the masks and the veils that occurred during 1999 don't happen again as we continue to progress in this industry. That's a great idea. That sounds like fun. Sounds like you have an opportunity to tell Meredith, Mary, who in your area has been naughty or nice and then put them in the hot seat. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to know, so who's been naughty or nice? I'd like to know what is going on in the agency environment. I and mean, you're right there. So really, like, what is what is What's stressing people out or what are you, oh, my gosh, we really need these marketers to know about X, Y, Z when you come away from your, your calls with the, with the consumer brands. What, what needs to be learned? What's, what's not happening that you see next? Ah, let's see. Uh, well, for myself personally, one of the things that is, uh, has been a challenge is Many clients will talk about um, the fact that they understand and appreciate the value of um, branding and awareness marketing um, and how that, you know, it all supports at the end of the day um, their ultimate goal, which is sales. Um, but when the rubber hits the road many times, uh, our clients get very caught up in um, their financial realities and, um um, you know, are ruled by, you know, are we hitting our cost per sale goal? And so I think one of the challenges that we face is continually, um, you know, bringing it back to the conversation that, um, you know, every brand exposure or every exposure um, to your marketing message is both an opportunity to position yourself, create awareness, um, um, shape um, uh, an individual's perception of, of your brand and your product, and is also an opportunity to sell. And um, there's different ways, different techniques for accomplishing that. And at the end of the day, you know, it all drives back to, to sales. Um, and you can't really be truly effective in the marketplace as an advertiser if you're not constantly um, striking the appropriate balance between the two of those. So, you know, just bringing clients out of their day-to-day um, and, and, and getting them to elevate their thinking, um, I think is, is, is so important and um, at times can be a challenge. You know, Mary, we just uh, finished off an interview with uh, Tony from ValueClick, and he had a perspective about how a media buyer should look at placing a media buy. Now, obviously, it's a pretty general, you know, every media buyer has clients with different needs, but do you have some sort of key advice if an advertiser is sitting down to spend a budget, how you begin to organize where that should go? Well, you know, obviously you have to understand what they're, um, what they're trying to achieve, um, not just from um, a sales standpoint, but from a marketing standpoint, from a, a broader business standpoint. 
point. Um, and really understanding, too, the product or service and, and you know, what stage it's in. It's going to be very different, uh, a very different approach for someone that is um, looking to develop a program around an established brand, a product that's been in the marketplace for some time and, and has some brand cachet to it versus someone that is coming to market with a brand new product, brand new service, and has little brand equity um, um, in the marketplace. So depending on, you know, where the product is, what they're trying to achieve, and also, you know, what the marketplace looks like for them, what their competitive set is doing, how much share of voice is, is, um, is there for the, for the taking. You know, all of those things, all that insight needs to come into play when sitting down and looking at um, how to budget, um, how to allocate your dollars across different media, how to leverage um, each channel um, for its strengths and, and figuring out then how to, how to really spend your dollars wisely whether it's on, on branding or, or direct response or, or some combination of the two. I think the key is really having a lot of, of, of um, actionable um, uh, data and insight and intelligence before you even sit down um, to begin the planning process. How does mobile uh, integrate into what you were just speaking about? It definitely does. You know, the whole um, – when I talk about media mix, um, you know, uh, TV, radio, print, online. Mobile definitely falls uh, falls into that category. Some people would would, would put it under, um, you know, interactive, but I really see mobile as, as being its own standalone channel. And, um, you know, depending on the client, there's some really great applications. It's not for everyone. Um, retail clients, you know, the ability to... to to provide a, an electronic coupon that someone can walk into a Dunkin' Donuts with and say, okay, I've got my coupon, I want my free cup of coffee. You know, there's a number of different and, and really interesting and engaging applications for mobile um, for the right clients and for the right situations. One of the things that, that, I make, that I'm really excited to say about webmasterradio.fm is that they've just joined the mobile cast network. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. So what's happening now is you can get on, on specific, some cell phones, you can actually get Ad Tech Connect Radio Show and all the other radio shows on webmasterradio.fm uh, going directly to your cell phone. So with Motorola, uh, Motorola's um, Razars and Rookers, they just go into the mobile cast network and there's actually a, a link on the Webmaster Radio website where users who have those phones can, can download the... Uh, the radio show. So it's just exciting. We've been talking to the uh, Mobile Marketing Association frequently just as um, talking about what AdTech can do as we launch um, the international San Francisco show April uh, 24th through the 26th at Moscone Center. And it's really a new phenomenal channel. And I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts about what you're doing on your interactive team to educate yourselves around new mobile environments. Um, here at CARA, we actually have um, an experts program. Each of the um, media directors and media supervisors are assigned different um, topics um, that we are, as part of our job description, um, expected to be um, not only the expert in, but the evangelist for. And we actually have someone out in our San Francisco office who um, started out as a um, 
a mobile expert, and it's actually evolved into to a full-time position. So we have someone here in the agency that's um, very focused on that space and is, um, you know, constantly, you know, providing insight and information to, to, to all of the media um, planners as well as the account teams and communications architects so that, you know, we're understanding what those opportunities um, look like and who the providers are and, and who we can turn to um, to incorporate that into our, our media mix when we think it's appropriate. What do you think about the, the transition of advertising and content onto mobile phones and how the behavioral targeting interacts with a cell phone and, and what that means to the end user? How, how does that feel for you? Well, I think, you know, we're so, you know, we're so married to our, our cell phones. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's a logical progression. You know, the Internet gave us um, access to, to content in ways that we never thought imaginable. And I think, you know, our, our mobile devices, whether it's the phone or the iPod or, or our BlackBerry or some, some amalgamation of all three of those, which I think is, is definitely on the horizon, I think um, providing that sort of content, um, I think, is... is is where we're headed um, because everything right now is about giving people um, access and, and on their own terms. And I think providing content um, to, to, or through mobile devices is a smart move and, and uh, uh, an important one. We, we just have two minutes left here, so I'd like to throw it out um, for one last nugget of knowledge from each of you. Mary, anything that you'd like to, to let everybody know about BIMA or um, anything you'd like to wrap up with? Sure. No, I, I think just in the context of BIMA, um, I'm just really proud to be part of the organization and, and to be its president. We have a, a great... Um, membership here in this organization. Um, uh, it's a great culture. Um, people are very um, supportive. Um, you see it at our networking events. People are coming together and, and not only enjoying each other's company, but really um, are committed to the organization and um, furthering the cause, if you will, in terms of, of growing the interactive industry here in Boston. So I'm just really excited about where we've been and what we've accomplished in, in the last several years and, and, and where we're headed in 2006. I think it's going to be a great year. Oh, that sounds so exciting. That Meredith, I don't know about you, but that just about makes me want to move to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty happy at our headquarters in Larkspur, but what I do <laughs> want to say is that, uh, that our theme for our shows this year, for the Ad Tech National and International shows, is connecting globally, markets in motion. And what we've experienced through our research and talking to the attendees at our shows is that markets are changing. Everything is growing, and people need education as well as more highly developed relationships with each other so that they can connect with each other in new ways that has them share information, have trust with each other, and really take our industry forward in a way that does not repeat the dangers and the patterns of the late 1990s, which was where there was a lot of fluff and not a lot of action. And so we have launched the Impact Series, which starts in Seattle, February 28th, and is coming to, uh, to Boston on March 21st to create those spaces for people. And it's really, really important to us. As much as we're on the wave of interactive marketing 
and technology and connecting people, whether it's mobily or all different forms of, of interactive advertising, what we've, we've found is that there's one thing that can't be duplicated through any technology, and that's the intimacy that occurs in having a real conversation with another marketer. And that's what we're hoping to create in the environments that we, we bring throughout the United States. And so we hope that you'll join us and register for Impact and come to the cities and, and come and see us in San Francisco and uh, connect globally as all these markets come into motion. And Meredith, if somebody wants to go ahead and register online, where can they find that address? They can go to ad-tech.com forward slash impact, and the code that I gave out earlier on our show today was the code radio show, which brings the rate for the impact series uh, one day from $395 uh, down to, to uh, $200 with that $195 discount. So well, make sure you use that right away. What a, what a deal. What a deal. That is terrific. Well, both of you, thank you so much. It's so exciting to hear that if someone wants to learn more, there's definitely opportunities for them to attend and learn as well as network with others. So thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you later. Goodbye, everyone. And that's it for this edition of AdTech Connect. Thanks for joining us. This is Jory Clark from Spectrocom, and we hope to see you next week on webmasterradio.fm.